Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Today is Friday, or Friday, wow. First time I messed that up. First time I messed that up. Uh, February 24th. And baseball is back. Baseball is back. Um, football's over. Basketball, we're taking a little break this week. We, we might talk about Mizzou uh, men's basketball in Georgia and preview that at the end if we have time. But we have, we have a, a little bit of slate of baseball. We're switching up. We have two guests um, this week. First of all, Kenny Payton, how are we doing? Quick intros. Dandy, Knowlton. Just Dandy? Uh, I would have been a lot worse if uh, Mizzou lost on Tuesday, but we're not going to talk about that, so I'm just going to say good win. Yeah, good win. Um, we're going to see Cocaine Bear later. We also. are seeing Cocaine Bear. Very excited. Um, but yes, we have a full show of baseball. We're going to do quick hits in between, but we got two guests. We're very excited. Um, one new guest at the end, but first things first, we have one on the line with us right away. Um, returning to the show, friend of the show, one of our few athlete guests. It's like him and Martez, and that's kind of it. Um, yeah. But, you know, building the Rolodex slowly but surely. Um, but we're welcoming Josh Wolf back, um, Cleveland Guardians prospect. Pitcher extraordinaire, um, friend and homework helper of Kenny, Josh. <laughs> welcome back to the Unwritten Rule, man. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's been a while. When, when was that? When was that? It might have been last April, right before Josh's season started. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was. So fill us in. How have things been? How have they been on the the mound for you? Off the mound too. So yeah. So after uh, last time we talked, I, I was rehabbing. So then uh, I ended up finishing the season pretty strong and healthy which is the important part um had a big off season uh was recently named to the team israel wbc team which is pretty exciting for me um and then now i'm currently at spring training with cleveland uh and i leave in about two weeks to to go to wbc but in, in the meantime i'm with cleveland and uh working on my stuff yeah that was that was the other part i forgot to intro um josh is a a, a you know he's excelling on the international and and club level i guess to so to speak that's that's that was super exciting news we were really excited to see to see that for you and, and you know we're going to talk wbc and all that um and just i guess diving straight in so you know you're you're leaving pretty soon and you've been in spring trading um so what are the kind of the biggest differences in competing in kind of an international competition that you're kind of expecting you know stuff that you may are you preparing in any sort of a different way you know what are you what are you looking at for that versus competing with with Cleveland? Well, I think one of the biggest differences from just a competitive nature is it's in uh, full season ball or you know um, affiliate ball. Uh, it's kind of I'd, I'd say selfish ball because you know you're playing ultimately to to move up, right? Um, you're not really playing many games to win. Obviously, you want to win, but, like, the main goal isn't to win games and stay at that level, right? Like, you're trying to move up. In this case, uh, you know, I'd say the last time I played games where, like, I, it was competitive and I really, really wanted to win was in high school um, at St. Thomas with Aquino or Kenny was. <laughs> um, and, uh, in, you know, in the, the state finals and stuff. But, um, yeah, these games I'll be playing in, it's, you know, you're representing a country. So it means a lot more, not just for, for me, but, like, uh, my teammates and especially the people of that country, you know, Israel isn't really a big baseball country, but uh, the hope is, is, you know, is to ha have it grow in that country and we're going to be the people to, to make it grow. So, um, yeah, winning is, is hopefully going to be a big part of that tournament for us. You know, even though we're in a very difficult pool, uh, <laughs> that's still the focus is to win. It, correct me if I'm wrong. You're leaving in a in a week now, but you've been at spring training, some minor league camp in Arizona with the Guardians. How's that gone so far? What have you kind of been working on? Yeah, so I got here about a week and a half ago now, um, and I've thrown uh, two live BPs um, where I've been just working on my pitches to hitters, um, and that's kind of been the focus here is just getting competitive, you know, at bats, uh, throwing to hitters because ultimately the hitters I'm going to be facing in the WBC are probably going to be the best hitters I've faced in my career. So I want to be as prepared as I can throwing to hitters, not just in bullpens and stuff, but especially right now, this early to hitters is huge. So, uh, that's been the, the big thing. And, you know, another thing that, uh, I didn't realize was going to be an adjustment, which I've 
found out very quickly was the baseballs. Um, going from minor league to major league baseballs was kind of a jump for me. It was kind of interesting to see how much slicker the baseballs were when it switched to the major league ball. Oh. So uh, I've been having to really work on feeling out those big league balls and getting a better grip because those are the balls we'll be using in the World Baseball Classic. Speaking of that, quick question on that. The, the baseballs are different. Are you? Do you guys know if you can have a pitch clock, the WBC? Uh, I, I believe it's there's no pitch clock. I could be wrong, but I believe it's the rules are the rules are not updated because the WBC goes under international rules, mm-hmm. um, and it's their own federation, and it's not technically MLB, I believe. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's a pitch clock. If there is a pitch clock, I'm used to it. I, one, so I'll be okay. <laughs> Uh, Josh, just kind of switching back to your time back in the minor leagues, you said already uh, you missed uh, the first couple months of last year because of an injury. Um, What was that rehab process kind of like for you, and do you feel pretty healthy now? Yeah, so uh, I had about – it was basically a shoulder impingement, and, you know, luckily no surgery, nothing like that. But uh, obviously when you start the season off, you want it to, to be completely nipped in the body. I don't want to have anything that's going to possibly nag throughout the year. So uh, it took a, you know, a little longer than I had thought, but it's okay because at the end of the day I wanted to be healthy. Um, so uh, the, the rehab process was annoying, I'd say, but it was, it was needed. Um, and it went well. I'm, I'm happy. And like I said, like I'm health, healthy now. So uh, I, like I said, it, it in my eyes, it went very well. I spoke with one of your coaches. For those just tuning in now, we're talking about Guardians prospect and Team Israel pitcher Josh Wolf. Um, I talked with one of your coaches at DST a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about some mechanical adjustments that you made in improving your velocity. What are you kind of touching now in your fastball? Uh, so the last two live BPs, I've been about 94 to 96, um, and I'm pretty comfortable right there at that velocity. Uh I think the the juices are going to be flowing in the WBC, so hopefully I get a little velo bump right, you know, in that tournament. Um, but right now I'm comfortably throwing at that velo, and I think that's going to be uh, a velo if I can hold through the year, and especially in this tournament, I'll have success at. Uh, go just going back to the WBC. You just mentioned uh, you're pretty amped for that. Uh, is there any player in particular that you're looking forward to facing? Maybe a shortstop for Team Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I think uh, that would be pretty full circle if I can face Francisco Lindor. Uh, I'll have the opportunity. Um, so if I end up getting in that game, I think that would be a really cool hitter to face. And, yeah, obviously, like, for me, that is the hitter I want to face. I think that would be just perfect, um, especially in that trade. I was the pitcher in that trade um, from going from the Mets. So that's one of the – I think the first times that trade will kind of like play against each other in any you know sort of way. So I think that'd be really cool if I get to do that. Josh, I'm curious. I, I one question that just popped up when Kenny asked about the if there's a pitch count the WBC. How do you how do you feel about that and some of the new rules? Because there's that in the it's the bigger bases, right? Yeah. So uh, like I said, the pitch the pitch clock hasn't. It was kind of tough at first the adjustment just because. Uh, it was pretty hot out where I was playing in low A. And uh, the um, the time to, like, really, like, just take a breath, it, it, you don't have as much luxury, I guess, to, to do that. Um, so that was the, the adjustment I had to make was just to realize, like, I don't have as much luxury as of taking that extra breath and, and recompose, you know, composing myself and just throwing the next pitch. Uh, but from the, the bases, we've been using them here, and it's – it's pretty funny just how they are huge. Like they're, <laughs> you you can't miss them. Like it's it's comedic when I look at those things. It's, it doesn't even feel real. Interesting. Um. Okay. So we have we have some fun questions for you. And and uh, again, you know, we 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 delved into the the WBC. And that's I just want to say too, that's super awesome. I'm glad you, how excited you are for that because I know like um I have made a commitment to get more into baseball, but I'm a big soccer guy and I know how big like that is for people to represent their country on an international. Like that's awesome. Um. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I told Josh this already, but I'm going to be down there for a couple oh, yeah. games, going to Miami. Uh, I think it's against Nicaragua and Puerto Rico. And my mom said, let's get some bullpen seats and go harass Josh. Like, Mom, we can't harass Josh. <laughs> He's on the That's WB too big. Stage. Yeah, yeah. We're going gonna to take a picture of, of him down there. We're going to leave him alone. Yeah. Let him, let him sit there. 
Let him soak that it in. Gives me, that gives me more motivation to hopefully be a starter so I can just chill in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, come to, we'll come to a Guardians game or a minor league game, unwritten unwritten field trip, and then we'll yell at Josh. <laughs> but on, the, on the world stage, we, yeah, we got to let him, we gotta let him dial in. Okay, um, yeah. speaking of being in the bullpen and just like, you know, getting ready for games, I'm curious. Uh, do you have a favorite superstition or something that you do, that you have to do, like, to get ready for a game? You, like, you can't not do it or your, your mojo will be messed up. No, I'm pretty boring when it comes to that. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any uh, circumstances. It's I, I think it's good, to be honest, because like, I don't like wake up and feel like, oh, if I didn't do something, like I'm going to have a terrible outing. Uh, yeah, I just for me, I'd say the biggest thing like on the days I pitch, uh, I try to get myself as hyped up as possible. So my my music is important on the day that I pitch. So what? that's the only, I guess, circumcision, uh, superstition, sorry, uh, that I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I have when I uh, when I fish. What are we talking music wise? Um, uh, it's rap music, and then sometimes I kind of throw in some like British alternative. Oh, uh, yeah, like Ar- Arctic Monkey stuff like that. Okay, uh, I love the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. So I get some of that in, but uh, just whatever gets me excited. And the, like I said, ju- the juices flow. That's a big thing. So. <laughs> Whatever gets that going is important when I pitch. Very nice. I've never heard the word boring come out of Josh's mouth. Yeah. He's always been pretty animated. Um, But, Josh, who are you looking forward to to being teammates with? I know you kind of talked about on another podcast, he's like, you didn't know some of these guys were eligible to play for Team Israel with you. Who who are you kind of looking to to talk it up with? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just the name that stood out when I saw the roster was Jock Peterson. Um, oh, that's cool. I, uh, I, when I was 15, I had a Jock Peterson jersey. So, um, so just to like be on the same team as that guy now, it's just, it's really cool. Uh, and I think learning from him, even though he's not a pitcher, just kind of learning how to be more of a professional and just carry myself as a big leaguer. That's going to be something that I want to take from these guys that I play with him, um, Danny Valencia, and there's a few, um, Dean Kremer, but all the big leaguers really. Um, are going to be, I think, guys that when I play with them, I'm going to want to just kind of pick their brains and just figure out just how they how they succeed in their career and just what I can take and what I can put into my career to make myself succeed. Uh, Josh, uh, Kenny told me this, uh, and it's actually I'm pretty interested to hear the answer to this one. Uh, you have a, a podcast with the Believe Network. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, Chatter's Box. Uh, How's that going? How'd that come about? And yeah, how's how's that going for you? Yeah, so uh, we just started that. It's still kind of getting going, but we um, this Jaron Kiviat he runs this big Mets uh, fan page. Um, it has like eighty thousand followers. Um, he reached out to me, and I was cool with him when I was with the Mets. I you know talked to him when he asked me questions and stuff, and uh, he thought I'd be a good person to co-host and. I thought it'd be a cool idea. Um, I have a lot of relationships I've built in baseball, so I have a lot of people we could interview. And, you know, the far first and second guests were guys that are some of my really good friends. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a really cool thing for me to do. Um, I just need to get those episodes rolling out quicker. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it's right now it's a little difficult with the spring training starting up. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that has a really big opportunity to, to become big because I don't think there's – something like that right now where it's uh one a player a minor league player but also just someone who has those like i said those relationships where where they've played the game and then they're currently playing with the players that they're interviewing i think that'd be just a a cool different thing that that could be out for people to listen to you're joining our world now josh you're gonna have to get in the weeds of editing and and putting (laughs) stuff out it's you know i don't touch the (laughs) (laughs) there it is he's got someone that does it for him I get the guests and then I talk to them. That's all. That's a, hey, that's a good that's a good place to be for a podcast. Um, the name of it just it fits well for Josh. Josh, 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 yeah. Josh, Josh talked a lot in high school. There it is. Uh, yeah, I did talk for those two to get again, where this is Guardians prospect team Israel pitcher Josh Wolf.
representing his team at the WBC. Um, Josh, I was reading some of Kenny's work, and I, I'm curious as someone who knows him. Um, Kenny's been getting a, a lot into like you know critiquing people's rehab and, and pitching form, and and you know it's not critiquing. It's it you know it's 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 putting a little bit of expertise. So I'm wondering, you know, you've gone through your own rehab have stints, and and you know you you work on a lot as a pitcher. Would you ever trust uh, Kenny to be your trainer as someone who who uh, knows the game? <laughs> I mean, I I, uh, I think that depending on how well he studies it, like, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I'll just say this. Like, there's people that I've played with, coaches, that never have played the game of baseball, really. Uh, or when they played, they were, you know, in lower levels. But they uh, studied it well, and they, they know a lot about it, so they can critique. So I think it's the same thing with Kenny. If he's doing his, his research and he knows what he's talking about, then, uh, then I don't know. I don't think I'll be that mad if he's like, hey, uh, I noticed you did this. Now, I'll look into it, and if I feel like he's way off, I'll probably tell him, hey, Kenny, <laughs> oh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I'm open to all that, and I think a lot of players are too, um, depending on you know their egos. But, like, they're open to, to hearing other people's critiques, and if they can take something from it, they take something from it. If not, you know, not a big deal. So, yeah, Kenny, if that's what you're doing, you know, keep going for it. Uh, I respect that, Josh. You're a lot nicer than I am. I wouldn't trust a word he says to me. But <laughs> uh, catch Josh and I at the zone this off season. I don't oh. know if your I don't know if your dad still owns that place, Josh. But we we'll uh, we'll meet up there. There we go. All right, perfect. Fan <laughs> meetup. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, best of luck with everything. Obviously, Kenny will watch you in person. I'm sure me and Peyton and him, will, will, we want to throw on a bunch of WBC games. So I we're will gonna, be keeping tabs. Yeah, we're gonna look. We're gonna look for you. Um, best of luck with Chatter's Box, and we'll, we'll we'll hope to have you on again soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Uh, with that, we'll go to break. Um, you're listening to the Unwritten Rule. It is 3:16 here in Columbia. Back in just a moment with quick hits. Play. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when it comes up. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We just got done talking with Josh Wolf. We brought Josh back on uh, for the second time. He's representing Team Israel at the World Baseball Classic. We're very excited for him. Friend of the show. Friend of the show on the international stage. The Unwritten's made it. We've we've done it. Peyton, what are your thoughts on that? Thanks, Peyton. All right. <laughs> we're going to roll into quick hits. Um, Kenny, Jersey of the Week. You're up. Jersey of the Week. Um, well, I'll go phone number first. <laughs> Peyton just got you back. the one-minute break? Yeah. Man. Uh, we're gonna go phone Here number. I was thinking I had time. Five seven three. Did you tweet it? Five five seven. Did you? Five one three four. Did you tweet it? I tweeted it twice. Five seven three five five seven five one three four. Five seven three five five seven five one three four. We actually had one that said ah. um, that she wanted a autograph from Josh at the game. Really? Yeah. Who? From who? It was my mom. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, that was, well, that was that's what I figured. Um, yeah. So uh, my jersey of the week. I I went simple. I went easy. Shout out Josh, Josh Wolf, who was just on our, just on the show. If you missed that, check it out on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Josh is later. a is a good listen. But it's Josh Wolf, Mets jersey. He did all of Kenny's homework too. Vintage. Yeah. He didn't do my homework. <laughs> yeah, Kenny didn't do any of it. My jersey of the week. This is where I take the jersey of the week segment and find the loophole because this does not have to be your favorite. It can be your least favorite. That and isn't a loophole. We never set that. Are the a... Kansas Sunflower jerseys? Boy, oh boy! Every single week, I see Kansas do something that just makes me think people actually think Missouri dodged this sorry school. Last week, they wore these hideous, hideous, hideous. They are bad. Sunflower jerseys. They look awful. They look like I honestly thought. I, it took me a second to realize they weren't like Hawaiian, like lay themed, and I was like, oh, they're sunflowers. I was yeah. thinking they were like the ones that like you know teams go to play in like Hawaii or yeah, the Bahamas. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. too. I thought they were like the lay thing, like one of those. Um, but yeah, Kansas Sunflower jerseys—they look terrible. Um, that's my jersey of the week. Uh, my jersey of the week: Mac McClung, Gate City High School. 
Uh, that's where he went to high school. He wore that jersey, put it back on for his final dunk of the dunk contest. I should have bet on that. That was the easiest minus 220 ever. Or whatever it, he it was really to win. It really kind of was. He, 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 he saved the dunk contest. I don't think it was minus 220. I think it was plus 120. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Plus, so even, you even better. It would have been, been, been free money. That's free money. Um, yeah, he saved the dunk contest. So you, thank you, Mac McClellan. Why did he do Gate City? That's where he went to high school. Yeah, but like, you also went to college, dude. Yeah, but he couldn't he decide. Two colleges. Yeah, he couldn't but decide people, because he people was People remember him as a Gate City guy more than they do anywhere else. Yeah, because he won a dunk contest in high school. So shout out Mac McClung. Save the dunk contest. Spelling B. Um, I decided to go pretty easy here this week. We're going to Georgia men's basketball. We need both of you to step off the dock. Do you guys know KD Johnson used to play for Georgia? I did not. Fun fact. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do World Baseball Classic. Uh, that would have been a good one, but I'll do it once it gets closer. Uh, Georgia basketball. Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Matthew Alexander has a hyphen in it. Matthew Alexander. M-A-T-T-H-E-W hyphen. Alexander, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. Yep. And his last name is Moncrief. Yep. Montcrief or Moncrief? Moncrief. M-O-N-C-R-I-E-F. No. Are you kidding me? M-O-N. Since he he had every letter right. M-O-N-C-R-E-I-F. No, he had every letter right. Peyton had every letter right. He just didn't finish the last name. Oh. Is there another E? C-R-I-E-F-E. FFE. FFE. Okay. <laughs> uh, Marjoris McBride. Marjoris? Yes. M A R G? No. Okay. M A R J? No. All right, I give up. M A R D R E Z space M C B R I. Next name. Next. This team. This team stinks. All right, you're over two so far. Jabri Abdur Rahim. There's a hyphen between Abdur Rahim. Is he related to? Isn't there a Sharif Abdur Rahim? No. I have no idea. In the NBA? No. Uh, what's his first name? Jabri. Jabri. Okay. J. All right. There was a 50 50 chance. A. B. Yeah, his uh, Sharif is his dad. Yeah. Sharif Abdul. Is it Abdul Rahim? He played 12 years yeah, and now serves as president of the G League. Ah. Uh, so Jabri. J A. Something new every day. B R E E. No. Oh what? Jabri. No. J-A-B-R. No, that's cheating. That's cheating. I don't don't know what letter this is. Just, I give up. Do an I. It's an I. Oh. What? Uh, Yeah. I-E? No, just I. J-A-B-R-I? Yes. What's his last name? Abdul. Abdurrahim. Abdurrahim. A-B-D-U-R. Hyphen. Hyphen. This is R-A-H-E-E-M. No. Oh. R hyphen R A H E I M? No. Is it one of those I before E words? Could be. E I M. Is I M. Just I M. Oh, it's like Rahim. Okay. He's Rahim. Jack, you're going to go first on this one. I thought this would be the best one to close off the spelling bee for this week. Jackson Edder. Jackson oh, Edder? Oh, I do yeah, know that's this why one. Peyton knows how to spell it, so that's why I'm going with you first. He's a walk is on. Is it an S? That's is it an X or a CK, Jackson? That's what I'm. That's what I'm stuck on. J A X O N. Yep. Edder. Edder. Is it one D or two? E D. Uh, what? Jackson. J A X O N E T T E R. Oh, Etter. Yeah, Etter. Whatever. We got one of those. Cringe. All right. Uh, best beats of the week. Just We're starting. Names. We're going men's basketball. We're going back to the college uh, landscape. Niagara minus two against oh. Fairfield. Book I'm, a, I'm winning, by the way. Right you are now. winning in the in the overall pool. Kenny's two and three. Peyton's one, three and one. I, I still am three don't and think two. Think that's right. No, we missed a week, Peyton. We've we've gone over this. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Okay. Um, that's right. Yeah, Kenny. I mean. Kenny's carrying on the tradition here of betting against Fairfield. Sorry to Fairfield. Uh, we're never, ever, ever going to be allowed to be played on their campuses because we bet against them so much. I should have looked into this one because Fairfield is like considerably worse than Niagara. I wonder if there's some players out for Niagara why that spread is so low for a home well, game. They, are they, oh, they're at home, Yeah, too? it's Niagara That's minus odd. two at home. So pretty much Fairfield is, is favored in Maybe this the game. game is fixed. I watched a documentary about that last night. Feels like you're watching a lot of those lately. I um, like cheating. 
Iona, minus nine and a half. Yeah, we're back in the MAAC, baby. Back. We love MAAC betting in this on this show. Iona, minus nine and a half over Mount St. Mary's Mountaineers. Now, Iona is 20 and seven, and Mount St. Mary's is 10 and 18. That's not why I picked this game, um, although I do think Iona will cover that. I picked this game because Rick Pitino, a uh, great article but from CBS Sports came out about him. Uh, and whether or not he'd consider ever taking a big chance um, at another program again. And there was an interesting tidbit in that article. Last year, Rick Pitino allegedly received three offers, three programs reached out to him, one of which is confirmed to be Maryland. And he said when the school reached out to him, uh, my buyout is $5 million. It's really not worth it. Uh <laughs> That is what he said in this article. That's funny. <laughs> and I am so devilishly curious to know what the other two were. Yeah. Because if one was Mizzou. We know, we know one's Mizzou. Yeah. If one was Mizzou. Per, as first reported by the unwritten rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I will. Look, Dennis Gates is phenomenal. I'm not having any regrets. It'd be funny. But it would, it would be, be funny. really funny yeah. if all of that came true. It'd be funny. Um I'm going uh, also in college basketball. Marshall minus two and a half at Old Dominion. I'm rocking with the Thunder and Herd. Ah, ah. They have not lost since February 1st. Tavion Kinsey is him. 22 points per game. Give me Marshall. Sunbelt, Thunbelt basketball, baby. Uh, Dirty Bird of the Week. I got Albert Pujols, who's playing in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. And man, did he look fat. (laughs) He was a big boy. I think I think he's always been this big. It's just the uniform didn't make him look like it. But like, man, hit the treadmill. Like you were a big dude now. You Wasn't the whole to... thing he was playing professional baseball like three months ago? Yeah. You don't need to be skinny when you are DHing every day. I mean, that's He didn't look that big in the uniform. I guess I guess cream, white, and some of that gray that they mix in there for the No Prince Cardinals. Fielder. No Prince. Peyton. Um my dirty bird of the week. Uh, bird flu in Cambodia Uh-oh. is in the news. Two cases of bird flu sprouted up in Cambodia, one of which unfortunately led to a death. Oh. Um, the World Health Organization is investigating uh, bird flu. Dirty bird. Come on. What the heck, bird flu? Um, my dirty bird of the week is Matt Nagy. In addition to being named the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs today, after Bienemy. Oh no, he's not Matt. That's not. That's not him. I messed this up. He can be included. Uh, my dirty bird was Kansas football because they're having Matt Nagy as a keynote speaker yeah. in March. Uh, Matt Nagy was also hired as the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. Double doink. That's all I have to say. Next. Boom. What did you learn this week, Peyton? Best thing I learned this week: the machine, the movie, the machine. coming out. I'll, oh my I god! Am the I am the machine. I saw the famous Burt Kreischer "I Am the Machine" stand up years ago, and didn't yeah. think anyone else on earth had seen it until I came to college, and it turned out like a machine. bunch of. Other I am the machine. People. I am the machine. And I found out yesterday. He tells it at every stand up he yeah. does. I found out yesterday they're making a movie about this. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Even, I will be in theaters to see that. Even better part right now, Peyton is doing the exact same thing Burt Kreischer does during his stand-ups. Yeah, he doesn't have a shirt on. He's doing this whole show yeah. without a shirt on because of Burt Kreischer. I'm yeah. wearing my Raising Cane's you first are, 100. You, are, you were wearing your Raising Cane's. You were. Yeah. Right so when, when he came back, when everyone heard him come back in the door and right. got back on the mic, he did not have, he didn't a, shirt have a shirt on. on. Yeah. No, I think he took it off I in did. the bathroom. I think he did, too. No. Yeah. Something might have happened. Best I, thing I learned this week. Don't listen to these goobers. Nick Honor, guard for Missouri, hero, legend, cheese, Clemson, Castaway. Fordham. Fordham. He was not a castaway. Fordham Fortitude. Noted meme answerer for me, my question. Yep. And uh, he, Mr. Sir Cheese Nick Honor, name searches. And we gave him the best bulletin board material Great bulletin anyone board material. could ever give him. He printed that, put it all across the locker room. Yep. He scored zero points last Saturday. Hit a, it wasn't a game winner, but he put Missouri up. It was a game up. winner. I know it was a game winner, but they saw it in other It wasn't a buzzer beater. It was the game winner for Mizzou. And uh, Nick Honor is the, the real champion. Everybody loves Nick Yeah, Honor. shout out Nick Honor. He gave me a really nice answer when I asked him a question. And yeah, bulletin board material. Uh, my best thing I learned, Buzz Williams, Texas A&M's men's basketball coach, loves journalism. Following the uh, Missouri-Texas A&M game, uh, Buzz Williams proceeded to end his uh, post-game talk to us members of the media, asking us what our favorite uh, Mizzou journalism graduates were, and said we should memorize them and that we uh, need to do better because we are the future. Buzz so, Williams. Thanks, Buzz Williams. Stop. Buzz Buzz. Motivating me to, to me. continue my career. Nice Buzz stupid. Buzz Williams is Appar- such a weirdo, dude. Apparently God. he did journalism at a JUCO. 
Oh, that's good for him. So. That's where I heard the best journalists come from. Yeah. Buzz Williams is a phenomenal head coach. In my mind, he actually should be SEC Coach of the Year. He should be. Boy, oh but not boy, journalist I do not enjoy him. We also asked him, he, we got good quotes from him and asked him good questions. That was the worst part of that. Like, it wasn't, we didn't have Why'd a bad. Why did he talk to you? What? They talk Why'd to him every time. Him? It, it, I didn't know that. It depends. Most most of them do. Um, Clearly, Buzz Williams week. was going to because he loves journalism. Sorry. Ratio of the week. We're going to go quick here before we go to break. Mississippi State basketball tweeted the final score, 66-64, from the game <laughs> we were just talking about. Um, and they got 1,048 replies, 423 likes, and 23 quote tweets. Got a lot of views, though. 121.6 thousand. My favorite Good one. For them. My favorite one was the It's Cons Over. Oh. That one was funny. I love Conzo, That's man. Funny. I do love Conzo. I do love Conzo. Uh, he kind of was... Mississippi State really owned Conzo. Oh, I'll put this in a tweet because so. I don't remember, but I do know DeAndre Golston's favorite meme. He told me, um, but I'll, I'll tweet it. I forgot. I have to look it up. But we'll, we'll, I'll have it tweeted. Um, okay, we're gonna go to break. We're bringing in another guest on the other half. We're gonna go back to baseball stuff. Talk more WBC, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, it is three thirty-two here in Columbia. You are listening to the Unwritten Rule, KCOU eighty-eight point one FM. Welcome back dude, to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We just got done with Quick Hits. Um, before that, we had Josh on. We have another two-guest show today because, like I said at the opening, uh, baseball is back. Uh, we've been talking a lot about basketball. We thought we'd switch things up, especially with the World Baseball Classic going on. And with that said, we have another guest joining us, first-time guest. Um, we're welcoming in Sean Spradling, the host of WBC Central Podcast. You can check that out. Look up Baseball Isn't Boring wherever you get your podcast and check out his episode. Sean, your Unwritten Rule debut. Welcome to the show, my friends. What's up, guys? Yeah, uh, you're right. Baseball is back. We even got a pitch clock today, so that's, yeah. been, uh, that's <laughs> been an experience. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm curious your thoughts just before we dive into anything. New rules, what do you make of them? I like them, um, some more than others. Today, the big thing is the pitch clock because we're seeing it live for the first time in, in the majors. So, um, yeah, it's weird for me <laughs> just watching baseball with no time limits whatsoever growing up. Um, kind of gives me anxiety to see them work so fast on the mound, but I think it will be good for the sport. So uh, I think I'm fine with it in the long term. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, you host WBC Central. we got the World Baseball Classic coming up. And, and I'm curious, just for myself, and Kenny and Peyton are, are huge baseball guys. I myself, I've made a commitment to get more into it this year. Um, so I want to ask yeah. off the jump, um, you know, for, for people who maybe have never watched the WBC before or are just getting into it for the first time, maybe like baseball in the majors but have never experienced this, you know, what are the most important things to know in terms of how this tournament goes and, and things to keep an eye on as it, as it gets underway here? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think... Honestly, if you are looking to try to get into baseball or you like used to like baseball and are starting to like look back into it for the first time in a long time, I think honestly, this March is the best time and the best way to try baseball again, because in my opinion, the WBC is the best brand of baseball out there because not only do we get like these one game eliminations, it's super high intensity, um, it's on the like all of these stars are playing, but also all of these players are playing for their country. So it's like the passion and the energy and the intensity is like a hundred times more than when they're playing for the clubs during a 162 game season. So um, yeah, the big things to know about the WBC is it's literally the FIFA world cup, but make it baseball. <laughs> so like if you watched the world cup this last year, it's almost exactly that you got players, all of the players, the best players in the world will go compete for their home country, for their national team. There are 20 teams. Um, the first round is a pool stage, just like a group stage in the World Cup. After that, it's single elimination all the way to the final. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. That's awesome. I love the World Cup, so that, that makes me excited. I'm excited to watch. Uh, yeah. We're stationed here in the United States, as everyone knows. But uh, <laughs> looking at Team USA's pitching staff, it's nowhere to where it could be. And how do you kind of evaluate where America looks like on the mound? Yeah, I mentioned that all of the biggest stars in the world are playing. There's one caveat to that. It's the U.S. pitchers. So <laughs> uh, if you look at the pitching rotation, I wouldn't say that, like, 
Merrill Kelly and Kyle Freeland are necessarily the top U.S. pitchers. It's it's hard because long story short, a lot of like most of the top pitchers in U.S. aren't fully on board with playing yet, and their their MLB clubs aren't fully on board with playing for one reason or another, whether it's injury or insurance issues or just those players not wanting to risk anything themselves. Um, we get a lot of the second tier starting pitchers. That's not the case for a lot of other teams. Like the Dominican Republic, they have Sandy Alcantara. They have uh, ha- Christian Javier. Shohei Otani's pitching for Japan. So it's pretty much only kind of the U.S. right now. I think that we're catching up. This is definitely like better pitching than we've had in the past. So we won in 2017. The U.S. Uh, Team USA won with some pretty subpar pitching as well. So I think we can definitely still win again, especially because our offense is this is the best lineup we've like maybe ever seen in baseball but at least for team usa uh, and maybe in the whole world baseball classic so even though the starting pitching isn't what we want it to be i don't think that that will cause us to really like i guess stumble too much in this tournament um you touched on it a little bit uh the the dominican republic i mean they're the heavy favorites going into this rightfully so i think uh do you think Anyone really has a chance to knock them off. You you said you think the U.S. has a bit of a chance because the lineup's so good, but is there anyone else maybe besides the U.S. as well? Yeah, dude, that Dominican <laughs> rotation and the Dominican lineup, just that whole roster is <laughs> ridiculous. It is the mm-hmm. best Dominican lineup we've ever seen the, and by far the best pitching we've ever seen from the Dominicans, even though they lost guys with like Framber Valdez and Luis Castillo, um, but they still have Sandy Alcantara. They have Framber uh, Christian Javier, um, Johnny Cueto, and then a bunch of elite bullpen arms. I think in my the way I see it is there are three teams in the top tier. I see the Dominican Republic, who are the betting odds favorites, the USA uh, Team USA, and Japan. Honestly, for those that don't follow NPD, the Japanese team is ridiculous. Like if I look at those top three teams, the US has the best hitting. The J- Japanese has the best pitching, in my opinion. And then the Dominicans have kind of the best of both. Um, they kind of have the most balanced roster, in my opinion. The Japanese have won twice. They won in 2006 and 2009. And this team is better than either of those teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to uh, beat the Dominicans as well. But I see all three of those top teams kind of having a, an equal chance. For those just tuning in, we're chatting with Sean Spradling, host of WBC Central Podcast. Sean, you, you've touched on it now with, with a, a couple of guys and a couple of teams to watch. But I'm curious, like, you know, I was, I was listening to your podcast a little bit. You were talking about somebody for, like, the Netherlands coming back. I'm curious, who's, like, a dark horse, maybe, player or team to watch outside of the Dominican Republic and Japan? You've got your eyes on. You can give us some an inside scoop, maybe. Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I think a couple dark horse teams, and I, I think I've touched on these teams as well a couple times. Um, neither, I'll start with Mexico. Um, I don't think people think about Mexico when they think of like baseball powerhouses, but I think that this is going to be a chance for them to actually like make themselves known in like the global baseball world because this is the first time that they've had like a full lineup from MLB. Their pitching rotation is honestly better than the U.S. They have uh, Julio Urias, their ace. Uh, Taiwan Walker, Patrick Sandoval, Jose Arquiti. Um, their bullpen is full of uh, MLB arms. So pitching is the hardest thing to get in the WBC. So with that pretty stacked uh, rotation, I think they have a pretty solid chance to at least make it out of the pool stage and maybe make an impact in the quarterfinals as well. Uh, their top bats are guys like uh, Joey Meneses, who broke out for the Nationals this last year, Alejandro Kirk. Um, you got Randy Rosarena, who's Cuban, but also a Mexican citizen. He's playing for the Mexican team. So you got a lot of studs. Um, I'm excited to see that team. The second team that I think, I mean, I'm I'm fully on board riding their bandwagon is Venezuela. They have kind of disappointed in pretty much every WBC that they've participated in. But this year, they are stacked top to bottom. They got bats like uh, Acuna, Altuve, uh, Arias. They got Eugenio Suarez, uh, Anthony Santander, Salvador Perez behind the, uh, the plates. So... Their top to bottom, their lineup can flat out hit. And then again, with the pitching, it's another team with very solid pitching um, with guys like Ranger Suarez and Martin Perez and uh, Pablo Lopez, uh, Jesus Lazardo, and then uh, some really good bullpen arms as well. So those are kind of the two teams that I see making, a, I guess, exceeding expectations. Um, but yeah, those are probably the two teams. 
you kind of went through some of those teams, some of those players that are you know, kind of dark horses under the radar, but you didn't mention probably the one that you, you, you're probably thinking about a lot is Harrison Ford. He's a prospect for the, uh, the Seattle Mariners, and just want to hear something about him. Yeah, I can tell that you, uh, you've you seen a tweet or two of mine about him. <laughs> even I've he seen is... a tweet. I've, I've only been, I haven't even dove too deep, and I've seen these, these happy birthday, Harry. I like, uh-huh. I, you know, I forgot to wish him or whatever. Yeah, I, he's he's definitely my top baseball crush. I'm not uh, ashamed <laughs> to admit that. Um, <laughs> dude is an absolute stud. He um, he's going to be the catcher for Great Britain. And something that I've I really have been trying to emphasize in the WBC is I really like how this tournament allows some prospects that haven't made it to the majors quite yet to really use this as like a showcase for themselves and for their talent. So you got guys like Harry, Harry Ford, um, even. Josh Wolf, who you just you, you guys just had on, he's the one that even pointed this out to me when he came on my podcast. He was like, I don't even know. Like, I've never had the chance to play in front of thousands and thousands of fans. I've never been able to um, play in front of all these, like, Mexican and American fans in Pool C and um, be able to face Francisco Lindor and, uh, <laughs> like, all of the, the top hitters in Pool D. So I'm really excited for that. Harry Ford is, is the best. Um, he is just super electric. He's five tool player. Um, he'll be there, probably their best hitter other than trace Thompson. So uh, I think he has a chance to do pretty good. Um, you kind of just touched on it, how you had uh, Josh Wolf on your podcast. Uh, you've interviewed a few players um, and just in those interviews, I mean, have you kind of gotten a sense for just how much this type of event where you're representing your own country um, in just a worldwide showcase, have you gotten a sense for like how, much that means to the players how serious they're taking it oh yeah i it is like i said it's a completely different brand of baseball to just like playing for your club of course that's where you get your paycheck in mlb or whatever league you play in but this is where like you see the heart of the players come out and every guy that i've interviewed you could just tell by the way that they talk about the tournament if they've played in the past or they've talked to guys who have played in the past it's just, it's a completely different experience. you got guys that have like won the World Series, and yet they say that this is still one of their best That's baseball cool. moments and experiences cool. they've ever had. So I think, I think being able to represent your country, whatever country that you come from, um, it, it means so much to be able to play with all of your brothers, to play with the guys that you grew up playing with or knowing, to be able to speak your own language, even for the guys that speak like Spanish in the Latin American countries or, or like Korean or Japanese on those teams. It, you just feel comfortable to be around like your brothers. So I think it's just, it takes baseball to a whole new level. That's awesome. Um, this is Sean Spradling, host of WBC Central Podcast. Um, all right, Sean, we have some rapid fire questions for you to end things off. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so we have a, we've had a longstanding debate on this show. Um, back when we started it, uh, the movie Godzilla versus King Kong was coming out. Um, <laughs> so I want to know, who do you think would win a home run derby, Godzilla or King Kong? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> rapid fire. Uh, uh, give me, give me King Kong. Let's go. Uh, he knows. Yeah. He knows. That, okay. For yeah. a home run lizard. derby, I'm switching sides yeah. and going with King Kong. Yeah. I'd take Godzilla in the movie, but yeah, King, King Kong's Kong, probably, yeah. he's got the, you were like, oh, he can hit with his tail. Yeah. yeah. King Kong yeah, yeah, yeah. is He has an axe. He can okay. hit with the axe. Hear me out. Hear me out though, Sean. Godzilla uses his tail as the bat. That's fair, if that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> See? It might not be. Uh, Kenny, go ahead. Uh, Sean, I, I follow you on Twitter. Uh, you know that. But you tweet a lot about the uniforms, too. I know you, you're a uniform guy. You follow these uniforms. Who has the best uniform? Oh. oh. Uh, right now, China has Those are is sick. just – I'm infatuated by that uniform. It, it has, like, the C on china that has like a dragon that turns into the word china it's nasty that's and cool. like the red just pops on that white uniform one of the this. one of the first things i heard you say on the podcast episode i was listening was the controversy with mexico where you thought they had the, the blue and pink but the the fans yeah. were like torn because it wasn't their green that they're used to mm. yeah um all right yeah pardon. they uh they're pretty i mean i like it they're pretty torn because all like there's such a rich history of like mexican national team in soccer and they always wear green yeah so the fact that they have like blue on their uniform they're kind of like oh this is weird <laughs> so i don't know i like it as like a baseball fan but i can see why they're kind of conflicted yeah Peyton. okay my my question uh one of my most vivid world baseball classic memories is team puerto rico in the last world baseball classic how much yeah. flair they used to play with how 
Javier Baez did a no look tag and like celebrated before the throw even got there. Um, yep. And I'm kind of curious, which team do you think will be the most entertaining to watch this time around? Do you think it'll be Puerto Rico again or a different team? Most entertaining. I'm going to go with, this is rapid fire, so I'll go just off the top of my head. I'm going to say the Dominicans because they just are so excited for this tournament. They've been waiting for six years for this because they kind of disappointed in the last WBC. They lost to Puerto Rico. And um, so they've, they're just on top of it and they got all their best players. Um, the other team I'm going to say is Korea. Don't sleep on Korea. They got the craziest backflips. They are (laughs) really energetic. Um, and they're a ton of fun to watch and they have a very good team as well. So I could see them at least making out of the pool stage and us getting to see like all their flair and excitement, but in like an East Asian kind of way, instead of like a Latin American flair. So it'll be different, but I'm really excited to see theirs. Before we, before you get out of here, Sean, can you explain team Rubio to us? Is that what Puerto Rico is calling themselves? Yeah, El Rubio. Rubio uh, Rubio means blonde uh, in in Spanish, and they all bleach their hair. So they did it in the last WBC, and they're doing it again this year. So if you see El Rubio or Team Rubio, that means like blonde, and you'll see them all have bleached hair. That's fun. I think I want to throw a future on on Venezuela too. You've convinced me. (laughs) Because now I'm going to watch all these games. Um, All right. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Um, There's Sean Spradling, host of WBC Central, the podcast on baseball is boring. You have any more things you want to plug before we uh, send it to a break? Yeah, no, that's that's good. My podcast, I appreciate it. Uh, My Twitter is where I post most of my content. And my podcast is basically just my Twitter, but speaking it. So my Twitter (laughs) is at Sean underscore Spradling. I also have a TikTok at Sean Spradling, so feel free to follow me there. Also, DM me if you have any questions or want to know anything about the WBC. Yeah, everyone wants the WBC. I'm I'm excited to get into it. I've never watched it before myself, so I'm going to dive deep, and we'll see how much of Sean's predictions ring true. We're going to send it to a quick break. We'll come back and finish off the show here. It's 349 here in Columbia. Back with the conclusion of Unwritten Rule in just a moment. Your Missouri Tigers. <laughs> well done. Uh, welcome back to the Unwritten Rule, KCOU 88.1 FM. Kenny Van Doren, Jack Dalton, Peyton Haverman. Um, we just got done talking to Sean Spradling, host of WBC Central podcast on uh, Baseball Isn't Boring. Check him out on Spotify. You can check this show out on Spotify if, if you missed those interviews. Um, we had Josh Wolf on earlier to talk his kind of time with the Guardians so far at spring training. And then he's off as well to the WBC to represent Israel um, some fun interviews. Had a WBC extravaganza. Yeah. Baseball's back. Yep. Baseball's definitely back. Um, favorite parts, highlights. Uh, I really, Sean Spradley, I mean, that was very, I don't know a ton about the rest of the teams, uh, so I really enjoyed his interview. Just, I mean, he gave, He's he's been on top of it. New. I mean, he breaks, like, every single story, it feels like, almost. Um and it's not even yeah, his he, first job. He, yeah, was, no, he was on not. lunch break when he, he called us. Break. He goes uh, he goes everywhere like it, from uniforms to then being like, "Oh yeah, this Dutch, you know, I talked to the uh PR guy for the Dutch team and this guy's actually on the roster." Yeah. It's like So, I mean, he's very informative. Uh both both guests, I mean, today Josh Wolf, I I loved I feel like we got both uh two different views of the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I think both reinforced just how cool this event is. I think my favorite part, I think it had to be talking to Josh, but one, the word that he kept saying and he didn't realize it, <laughs> yeah. really, really, like... How many times did he it... He said it three times. I, I heard it the first I time. I looked at both of y'all, and I was like, did he just say that? Okay, I thought I, I was I heard imagining it, it. I heard and then it when, I realized, when I realized what had happened, uh, it was pretty funny. I was going to say, I was going to take Team Israel to another level when he said that, <laughs> and so I didn't want to say it oh. when he was saying it, because I didn't want him to feel awkward, <laughs> but... Yeah, well done. Oh, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Like, uh, like you guys said, you know, I'm not... Like, the fact that both of them kind of compared it to, like, it's like the World Cup of baseball, kind of, makes me excited that, like, it's... 
because that's how celebrated the World Cup is, is how it's like people playing for their country. Like what Sean said, the passion's there. Everyone feels the most comfortable they've ever felt in that situation because they're all with people they grew up with, people they know, people they speak the same language as, which I think is cool. And you guys are going to have to help me. My Venezuela future. It sucks, though, because it's the first time in, like, seven years mm-hmm. or COVID, six right? years now because they, yeah, they push it back two seasons or two years and we're not going to have it for another four years. Yeah, it's, gonna be it's, like, it's yeah. like the World Cup now. It's going to be gonna... bad. Like We're just going to have so much fun and then it's over. No, that's that's and that'll make you enjoy it a lot more, I promise, because yeah. it'll be like you're just going to be craving it. And that, that year to build up to it, you're going to be like, oh, who's going to... Hopefully the MLB comes around and is like, you know, we can have the best of the best kind mm-hmm. of or whoever wants to go yeah. um, rep their country. Okay, yeah, good interviews. Thank you to Sean and Josh for joining us. Show will be on Spotify. Quick predictions. Um, we have Mizzou and Georgia Saturday, men's basketball. Tigers up to 20 wins. They're on the road. This isn't a great Georgia team, but we'll get the predictions to end the show. Uh, it's uh, no line yet. Yeah, look, Mizzou has a 57% uh, Mizzou. According to Ken Palm, their strength of record uh, in the SEC right now is second, um, and they've got so they've got the three probably easiest games possible on their schedule left. Um, which I, I I really feel strongly that Mizzou should be able to win both uh, all of these. So I'll say that they win this one, seventy two seventy, because it's at home. For Georgia, Georgia will make a run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this Georgia's team is better than the ones in years past. With Tom Crean was the, the coach last year. Mm. Just nothing was clicking for that those Bulldogs. Um, this Bulldogs team, they, they took the Florida coach, right? Yes, Mike White. Mike White. And so I think I think it's definitely not like the Florida teams of years past. I'm still thinking the Tigers are not going to make it a double-digit game, but I'm going to say 76-70. Yeah, I, I think Georgia's going to be very happy to be back in front of their home fans. They had two road games in a row against Bama and Arkansas. Which they lost by a combined 79 They points. did, but that, that, to my point, I think they're going to be like, okay, this is a little bit of like a, you know, we're not under the pressures of being on the road against two of the tougher teams in the conference. Then, granted, they are playing Missouri, who is good, but I'll go Missouri 78, Georgia 66. I do I, feel I like a late run pulls it away for the Tigers. I do feel like this is Missouri's most difficult game remaining. Yes, to be I agree. We'll see. All right. Uh, that game's at noon. Uh, catch this show on Spotify. We hope everyone enjoyed and have a fun and safe weekend. Got a Barbarella silver swimsuit.